I just found out a friend of mine's racist. Can't believe it. Calls me out of the blue. Says, hey man, I can't believe the names of black people named their kids. I said, really? He says, yeah. Like Laquisha, Taniqua, Shanene. I'm like, well, that's funny you should say that, dick. I think the white man's got the messed up name category. Let's leave the focus alone, okay? Any dicks here tonight? There's usually a dick hanging out. I never understood that name, right? How do you go from the name Richard to the name Dick? We had a guy last night, he goes, no, I don't go by Dick, I go by Richard. I'm like, yeah, like some names make sense. Anthony, Tony, Robert, Bob, Richard, Dick. It doesn't have the same letters. I studied philosophy in college and there's something called a philosophical true statement. It's a statement that cannot be argued by anyone. For example, all single men are bachelors. It's a truthful statement. Here's mine, all Richards are dicks. Some of the ladies back there are thinking of dick right now. That's... Richard Nixon was a dick. Dick Cheney is a dick. Richard Simmons. No. <laughs> yeah, he's a pussy. He's a pussy. So, uh, for that theory. As of yesterday, late night shows halted production due to a writer's strike. What's the real reason these writers are underpaid? A Michigan school district bans backpacks over potential gun violence. And dwarf bullfighting is now outlawed in Spain. This is more twisted than your sister, and we're not going to take it. Get ready to go deep. I used to love podcasting, but I got out of it because everybody and their mother has podcasts. Ever since I stopped podcasting, I've moved out. I moved back into my parents' house. I'm in my parents' basement, and I'm doing a podcast. I'm also a struggling comedian. So, you know, a struggling comedian doing a podcast from his parents' basement, it's like unheard of. It's No one's ever done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I feel, like, I feel like I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? We are live. Welcome to Sam Cat and Zero's Underground America, the best in the West, a show that brings you a street level view of the United States, taking you deep into the topics that should matter the most to Americans. I'm your host, Sam Cat and Zero. And with us tonight, we have a stand up comedian, actor, writer, host of the popular podcast, Wake Up Late with the uh, with Dougie Show. He's a retired heavyweight kickboxer with a 10 and 0 record winner of Improv's New Faces of Comedy, and has appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, originally from Queens, New York, but now a staple in the Greenville, South Carolina comedy scene. Please welcome the always dangerous Dougie Almeida. Dougie, how are you, man? What's up, Sam? How you doing, brother? 
good, man. Did you like that intro? Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> I worked really hard. I was I was reading about you and I was like, 10 and 0 heavyweight kickboxer. I was like, damn, dog. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. All those fight all those fights. It's probably why my old ass is limping around to this day. I I <laughs> I, I, I look like Fred Sanford walking on stage now because I got so many old injuries. <laughs> I guess you don't have to worry about a a trainee coming up and tackling you on stage. <laughs> yeah, you just knock them out, you know, like. <laughs> oh, I, I would love that to happen. If you're a transgender and you want to go to one of my shows and attack me on stage, I'll let you get the first few shots in just to just to be the victim. Just to make it, just to be the victim. Just to make it an even fight. Hell yeah. <laughs> I won't. No, I won't even hurt you. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll just make it. I'll take the punches. I'll get. I just want the viral you know, I just want to go viral. I just want the video to go viral. There you go. I mean, there's comics that got beers thrown at them, and now they're on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. You know, the, you know, these people they, people get attacked on stage. Right. Now they're now they're headlining rooms. So come and absolutely, I'm ready. I'll be your punching. You're ready for it. You're ready for it. Thrust them into stardom, everybody. Yeah. Uh, guys, make sure if you're joining us on Facebook, YouTube, or Rumble, comment down below. We will be jumping into the comment sections. We want to hear from you. All right, Dougie, this is the first time we're actually talking. Mm. Now we've like we've messaged on Facebook and stuff like that, and I've done some work for you, uh, editing, you know, reels and everything. Uh, but I, I feel like I've edited so many of your videos. I feel like I've watched you uh, more times than like a person watches their favorite porn star at this point. Well, I, just, I, haven't I, I got some of those videos I can send you. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> they only last about a minute and a half, though. They're really short clips. You got to tip me in ones, though. You got to make it rain. Yeah, well. that's like baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you're not Italian. You're Hispanic, correct? Yeah, I'm a Hispanic Portuguese. You know, it's all olive oil. You know, it's all olive there you oil. Go. We look there at. You, go. You, you guys are like off-brand olive oil, though. Like to it compared to Italians. Listen, you know? What do you mean? First of all, there's no better olive oil than from Spain. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, Spain yeah. has the best olive oil in the world. Uh, <laughs> you know, every I mean, everybody thinks I'm Italian. Because I usually pull up my Z twenty eight in pizza, but yeah, there you, you know go. what I mean. Yeah, and especially well, you also play like a you played like a mob guy in a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was editing all your videos, and I was like, oh, he's a wise guy, you know. And but but from Queens, New York, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I keep getting booked for the same roles. I keep getting mafia guys and diabetes commercials. It's my oh my damn. I'm being type two cast. Do you do you ever try and like you know add your kickboxing into your resume, and somebody just looks at it and is like, yeah, right. Well, you put that like on your, on your, you know, with your agent, you know, you put things that you can do. Like I, I can work knives. Yeah. I can work a sword. You know, I'm really good with a gun, you know, AR 15 loaded, shoot it, you know, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you put all that stuff on there, you know? And yeah. uh, one time I put on there like a uh, pole vaulting just to see if they would catch that, you know, <laughs> that guy pole vaults. <laughs> so uh, they, 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 uh, they ask you about it at all. Oh, they ask, no. like they they seem interested. No. no, do they more go for, go for the uh, the you yeah you're big, you know you you kind of ethnic looking. Yeah, it's it's really yeah yeah. They, they just they just kind of they just scratch the surface. They don't they don't find out who Dougie is. Nah, they don't nah, nah. And my agent, by the way, who's not given me an audition in quite a while. Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like making sure you know. But I, I I'm look. I went from the uh, character actor. I've lost like 30, 40 pounds in the last. Uh, yeah, I heard that. Months. I, yeah, I'm going I for the leading the man role. Leading man role, I'm going for. Would Would you go for uh, your, yeah, your leading man role on the Roseanne reboot? <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, what did you you went from like two seventy to like two forty? Yeah, basically about two seventies up. Now I'm at two forty, two forty four right now. 
in the, you know, eating light. I haven't drank beer in God knows how long. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, it's just, you know, it's amazing though, because once you, like, I have to eliminate, like, the joke you showed on the video. I really don't tell that joke anymore, which is good. And I, and I had to eliminate like seven minutes of fat guy jokes. And I can't, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I got, yeah, you can't really, <laughs> you can't really sit up there or stand up there like really like, you know, skinny and be like, Hey, I used to be fat. You know, let's, yeah. let's put this all in context. You know, you could maybe have like a life-size picture of how you used to look yeah. and put it up there on stage next to you. Bring up an old pair of pants. Like a Weight Watchers commercial, you know, like an Atkins yeah. diet fucking ad. But I'm still, listen, oh, I'm man. still big, 245.9, you know, but there's two types of fat, Sam. There's fat and there's, I can still get laid fat. Okay. That's, okay. that's my, so, that's my way. Like, which, you know, I, I'll go on stage sometimes. Sometimes you go to a club, right? And you're featuring and they'll yeah. have a guest spot come up and the guy weighs 480 pounds. You're like, holy shit. You know, like I'm going to do my fat guy jokes, not like in this, you know, and you go up there and the guy will be like, oh, you know, no, here's your next comic. I'm like, all right, well, I was going to do some fat guy jokes until that fucking guy opened for me. I mean, you get up there, you're like, yeah, I was left over. He actually shit me out while yeah, he was doing his yeah. set. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, listen, I thought I was fat, but that guy shows up on Google Earth. <laughs> that guy is the Earth. Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, make sure if you have not already subscribed to us over on YouTube, Rumble, follow us on Facebook. Also, if you like the show, invite your friends to follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Also, Murder the Media on Rumble and Beyond FM. And uh, yeah, we go deep. We go deep. We're going to go deep, man. So you're Spanish, Portuguese, or whatever, mm -hmm. olive oil country. Okay. Uh, did you see this about uh, Spain? Uh, Spanish Parliament bans dwarf fighting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Meanwhile, we, we in our country, it's okay to transgenders do pole dancing in front of five year olds, but in Spain, <laughs> you can't have a little dwarf guy running from a bull. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't, man. It's uh, it's it's tough. Have you ever seen, uh, have you ever seen uh, th this this uh, midget bullfighting or whatever it's called? Have you ever seen a video of it? I, I've seen it because when I, I read the story, I went, I looked it up a little bit to see. Okay. And I, yeah, I mean, yeah. after I was laughing my ass off, you know, it, listen, first of all, I, when it comes to bullfighting, I always felt bad for the bull. You know, when they kill the bull, you know, that, that's right, kind of right. like, you know, that I could do without that. But watching these, they get work. What, what else are these, what else are these little fellows going to do? You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Like I, I went to, uh, I recently, I just, I think back to like midget wrestling here in America and I went to one event not too long ago and it was crazy. No one, like no one was making fun. No one was pointing and laughing. Everybody's having a good time. They're cheering these guys on. Kids were asking them for autographs afterwards. People were buying merchandise. And then, you know, you always got that one libtard in the back going, well, how does it make them feel? I bet they feel like fucking rock stars right now. And what else are they going to do for what they could go get a nine to five job or they could be on the road kind of doing what they love and uh and and making some making some damn good money at it. Adding adding value to other people, entertaining, having a reason to get up in the morning. You know, I bet I bet that's the kind of stuff, you know. I mean, listen, it probably gets these little guys laid. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm a, yeah. I'm a bullfighter, really? You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, what's next? You know, another little guy walks up and he goes, I'm an astronaut. You know what I mean? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like ridiculous and it's, it's like nuts. You read this stuff and it's like, oh, because you feel really bad. No, you, you feel bad maybe perhaps for the dwarfs that aren't doing anything. And these, these folks have made a way to, to yeah. enjoy their lives. You know, isn't that's what life is about. 
you know, I, everybody's so worried. Like every morning I wake up now, you know, all I care about is enjoying myself. And, and I got to have a good time. I got to add value to my family. Like, and, and people just want to, you know, shit on you in that. And they're, oh, well, you know, you know, with comedy, like, oh, you know, what do you do? You know, people don't realize I manage money for a living for 35 years. I have 20,000 shares of Amazon. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't give a shit. And, and, but you know, oh, you, 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 you cheat people out of money. Like, are you broke? And these are, it's always the people that are broke. Cause if you got money, you would never think that yeah. way. You know, it's, it's always the people that are just hate their lives that just see other yeah, it's people. Always, it's always the broke people that want to tell you what to do with your business. Mm. What, what they want to tell you what to do with your career. They want to tell you how to spend your money yeah. and, and they're, they're, they have nothing. They have nothing. Let's, let's play this real quick because I, I got a clip here. I'm going to play a little bit of it. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, everybody's kind of like laughing in this net, but the the midgets, dwarves, leprechauns, whatever you want to call them. I wonder, I wonder if that, if that bull, you know, charges the midget, if he'd be charged with a hate crime, you know, <laughs> and do they put it down then? Yeah. Like, what do you do? You know, who wins out the animal rights or the, uh, the people with disabilities rights then at that point? Well, I don't know if that's a bull or more like a veal, you know what I mean? Like, look veal. at that. That's not a bull. <laughs> that's not a bull. It's like, that's something you see in a petting zoo. You know, right. And it's when I read when I read this, I thought they were going after real bulls. I thought it was yeah. real bull, like we like we man and uh and Jack which one of the jackass movies? It was a bunch oh, yeah. of uh bulls with the entrance and like we man gets hit by a little one. I thought they were running with real bulls, but it turns out no, it's just it's just baby. It's just a, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just putting people out of work. Now, like the like I said, what are they gonna do now? You know, they're not hurting anybody. Right. The, obviously the bull's not hurt, the bull's laughing. The baby bull is looking at look look at this little guy. You know, and, and you know what I mean? They don't, it's just, it, it, it's just amazing how people want to interfere with other people's lives, you know, like they got nothing yeah. better to do. And it's just, uh, oh, it's just, it's just, nuts. it's, it's crazy. Uh, do you, you ever watch a game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, Peter Dinklage, who plays a uh, Tyrion Lannister, uh, or who played Tyrion Lannister, I guess they were coming out with like a new snow white movie and they were going to give the roles of the seven dwarves to dwarves. Right. You know? And uh, and he he was up in arms and he says, Are, aren't we past this now? Like, really, we're going to cast dwarves like and laugh and stuff like that. But a whole bunch of people in the dwarf community were like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah, we, you're, you're costing us that seven roles that you just took away yeah. from your brothers. You don't need them because you made all that money with Game of Thrones. But look at, look at what you're doing to us. Now, yeah, like we haven't got a we haven't had a gig since the Wizard of Oz, you asshole. You know, <laughs> you know, my uncle, my great, my granddad had a film career and, you know, uh, what was his famous line in there? I drink and I know things I read, I, oh, yeah, drink, I, I, I drink, I read books and I know things. Um, yeah. Yeah. His character got, his character got diminished to like sex jokes after, like after a few seasons, it was just nothing but sex jokes and drinking jokes and drunk jokes. And it was like, Oh my gosh, he's such a good actor. I'm like, that guy, that guy sucks. Oh gosh. Well, you watch him in Game of Thrones, and you watch him in that that game movie, that that video game movie. I I, I didn't what? watch. I don't know. Uh, he did some. No, I've never seen he it. He did some movie about video games. Like he's a video gamer, and 
Um, I mean, you know, it's amazing. But that's the thing that just goes. That's why that guy should appreciate it. That guy goes from great, a great role on, uh, you know, Game of Thrones to being a stupid character in some bullshit yeah. movie about game, you know, get, being in a game, you know. It's it's really funny that he's that, you know that, those in glass houses should not throw stones. He made his career playing a dwarf. He was an elf, you know. You're an elf, you know that that whole that whole scene, and, and you're getting mad at oh well, you know you're seven dwarves. I can't believe they're doing well, look, this. It's he, like he's not gonna up. he's not gonna get called to 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 do a re uh, a remaking of Rocky. He's not gonna you know what I mean. <laughs> he's not gonna be called in for Godzilla, you know, or, or King Kong. What would, what would his remake of Rocky be? Pebble? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Rocky's <laughs> little kid Pebble. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Don't ever yeah, un man. don't underestimate this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid. It, it's just it's it's so it's so crazy, man. I I just can't believe how well I can't I can and I can't believe how sensitive we're we're getting, uh, especially over there in Europe. You know, it's like you guys saw you know two world wars and shit. You think you guys would be harder? You know, it's yeah. just. It's crazy. Uh, you run you run a podcast, uh, Wake Up Late with Dougie, and you guys go uh, live on Wednesday still? Actually, we uh, we record it now uh, because we want to make sure we get everybody in. Uh, we used to do it Wednesdays for a long time. Now we air it on Thursdays. Uh, it, re gotcha. it releases on YouTube, our Facebook channel, live when you watch it. Um, trying to get everybody to go to YouTube, so subscribe to us on our Wake Up Late with Dougie show. We don't, we have that few subscribers that it's like if you want, if I told you to how to go there, it'd be like Wake Up Late underscore hashtag, you know, ampersign. I don't know, yeah. uh, but just Google yeah, it, yeah, just Google yeah, it. Semicolon. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah. So, would you consider your you do a lot of comedy on there. You got a lot of comedians from Greenville and everything. Uh, would you consider yours like more of like a late night show? I mean, it's a podcast. It's a, it's a, it's more, you know, audio format and you, you do video as well, but would you consider yourself like a late night show? Yeah, kind of, you know, there's a structure to it. When you look at it, you think you're watching Fox news because it's the way it's set up with the background okay. and everything. And, uh, generally we get, try to get at least sometimes two comics from all over the country, uh, you know, try to get big names and sometimes just one, you know, depending on the chemistry of somebody break it down into like three segments. Let me ask you. You know, I, thought, I always think it's interesting to ask people questions, you know, because that's how yeah. you learn, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you can have dinner with anybody in history, who would it be? That kind of thing, um, right. you know, uh, and then we have don't, uh, did you hear which is stories? You know, listen, plenty yeah. of stories. I remember when I used to look for odd stories. Now I just go to the regular news. I just pull stories. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got this, I mean, it's, yeah. you know. Like you did this. That's, that's what all this is. That's yeah. what all. That's what all this is. It's just a commentary show. Yeah. Uh, and and you know you're you're doing the same thing that all these that late night hosts have done for for years. Um, I I would say that you're finding people. You're finding these diamonds in a rough. Uh, compared to like a late night show talk, you know, talk show host or whatever who that the the mainstream media or the bosses you know the the matrix tells them to push hmm. whereas you like you see a guy in a club and you're like hey i like you you're funny watch come on the show uh, you know did you hear about uh you so the late late night shows uh all of them uh jimmy kimmel uh stephen colbert jimmy fallon seth myers they've all ceased production as of yesterday because of this right yeah. strike well I, I don't know who any if anybody would ever know notice the seth myers show was off because any, does anybody watch that piece of shit i remember one time i you know during the during the trump administration and all even after you know i made a comment on facebook yeah. i'm like 
what do these writers do? They're, they're lazy. I wouldn't pay these writers any money. All they do is write Trump jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and listen, I don't care how you feel about the guy, but like, listen, write it. Like I, I, I am, I'll be honest with you. I'm noticing more comics out on the road are doing Biden jokes. You know, so we're, we're starting to see that happen. Thank God. And how could you not, you know, who falls upstairs? You know what I mean? That's a good joke you've heard, you know, <laughs> who falls upstairs. Um, but you know, the, the, the writing is just, I mean, the guy's out of his, out of office and they still, you know, they're still always telling jokes. So I think one of his, one of his writers was a friend on Facebook. It was like, Ooh, you know, you know, but my buddy says, you're going to be on that show. I'm like, do I really want to be on the Seth Meyers show? I mean, he's a fucking joke. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have yeah. no monitor. Oh, oh, here's the show. Let's get into the news. Why don't you tell a joke, stupid? But, you know, but he's. Well, that, so, yeah, that's that's what that's my next question. Uh, you were on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and so how much of that, what percentage of Jimmy Kimmel, when they go up and do their monologues or when they're riffing at, at the desk with whatever guest, what percentage of that is them? Or the other twenty or thirty writers that they have on staff. Well, I wish I wish I can use my uh, my fundamental research of being on the show uh, to answer that question. But in all full disclosure, uh, I was on the show twice now, but I was not doing stand up. I was not there. I did a Zoom type thing, part of a couple comedy bits. Uh, okay. I had a I had a particular radio host in Tampa that kind of threw me to the wolves, saying oh, I was bullshitting and this kind of stuff. I'm like. I'm not, you know, you go to my, uh, you go to my bio, it says, you know, appeared on the wall of America on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, I wasn't doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, I, I saw the wall of America. That was the only one that I saw. Yeah. It was, that, I mean, it's short little clips. Like one of them, yeah. like Jimmy had to figure out on the wall, like somebody he knew from his past and they asked questions mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like a gig. And I had, I remember I asked a few of my, my friends that had been in comedy a long time and not going to name drop. I said, Hey, does this qualify as a, as a TV credit? I'm like, yeah, you're on the show. You're, you're, right. you're on the fucking show in a comedy bit. You know, uh, and this one particular uh, man cow guy from Tampa is like, oh, you're misleading the public. I'm like, no, I'm not misleading the public, dude. You know what I mean? I'm just going with what I got. I'm just using what I got. Yeah. You know, that's all yeah. I'm doing. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he's again, it, it goes back to that thing. What the fuck show has he been on? You know, and, he, and he's calling you out or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, they're miserable and they, they want they want to bring you down. Uh yeah, the, these writers, though, so members of the Writers Guild of America voted overwhelmingly earlier this year to authorize a strike if the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers uh, did not approve a new contract with increased minimum compensation and larger contribu- contributions. So, like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, and the crazy thing is, is uh, Real Time with Bill Maher and uh saturday night live and last week tonight with john oliver Ugh. they're probably going under too yeah and yeah i mean like to answer yeah. your question they write you know the writers write they set up everything you know when i when i i have known people you people that wrote for shows and they that's what they do here's the topics here's your jokes uh and they, and they give it they hand they hand feed it like yeah you know, how many times i've done a show i went back to a club maybe like eight months later and somebody says, oh, you're doing the same jokes. I'm like, I'm not writing a whole nother 40 minutes, dude, in, 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 in two or three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to turn over that kind of material unless you have a writer. You know, you have a writer, mm-hmm. you can then you're just a puppet up there. So, but um, yeah, I mean, they, you know, it's all structured and how they do it and the questions they get, and their, their monologues written. Yeah. Their monologues. Written. And I think. I think that's another thing. Like the people are just calling out on their bullshit. I think ever since COVID, I, I like, I haven't, when, when was the last time you actually sat down and watched late night? I haven't watched it. I mean, I, you know, it, I mean, it's got to tell you a lot when Gutfeld, 
you know, on Fox is leading. Yes. You know, he's number one and he's on, he's a cable news show and, and he's number one. Yeah. And he has the same people on all the time. You know, he's got a few like Jim, uh, Jim Florentine's on there a lot. I I love doing Jim Florentine Mm -hmm. and press. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jim Florentine and I'm on the Gutfeld show, but, uh, you know what I mean? But he's got some people on there. It's like, and that's an interesting thing is everybody's sitting on the, on their chairs and they're kind of riffing on stories. You know, it's a different little setup. (laughs) But it, you can tell that you can tell when something doesn't land right on that show, and it's that awkward silence. Yeah. And it's funnier though; it's funnier. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like late night producers are like, "Well, oh my gosh, yeah. there's a," and it's like sometimes it doesn't have to be all slapstick humor, you know, ha ha ha, punchline, applause box, or whatever. You know, sometimes it's the, the most awkward situation is the funniest. Well, you know, and, and I listen. Jimmy Kimmel I was on that show and stuff. You know, I don't agree with any of his politics. His, uh, his sister is a friend on Facebook, and, uh, you know, she's very liberal as well. And uh, we've kind mm-hmm. of talked things out a few times. But, you know, it's like people, I, I think a lot of people got sick of it because every, if you, you could go to Fallon, you can go to any of those talk shows, and at night they all have the same jokes. They're all telling the yeah. same, same fucking stupid joke. But uh, I think a lot of people just got tired of it. You know, it's like sports. It's like when people got political with sports, you know, the kneeling mm-hmm. and the this and the Black Lives Matter. I love everybody. I, I love soccer. I love uh, English Premier League soccer. I played. I went to college on a soccer scholarship. That's a big soccer player, and I'm watching English Premier League soccer. And I got big Black Lives Matter when all that was going on in the stands when they were, you know. And I'm like, English soccer. Yeah, it's like you know what I mean. Listen, I, I'm, I'm against racism and all that kind of shit. Yes, yes, yes. But God Almighty, I want to watch a soccer game. You know, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to. You know what I mean? I don't. Especially Black Lives Matter with anybody who still backs that corrupt organization. Oh, it's you know, communist. As hell. Yeah, I mean, it's communist. You know, as hell. A lot of yeah. people, you know, a lot of people realize, and and a lot of a lot of my black friends uh, realize what it, what a scam that was. You know, they were just lining their own pockets. But uh, you know, stay out of politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, stay out of politics. That's the thing. We got a we got a clip here, and this is uh this is the like SNL uh or not SNL. I'm sorry, late night writer or not writers uh actors or hosts admitting that they are nothing without their writers. And I'm going to play this. And then it brings me to an interesting point here. Come on. Yeah, I need, I need my writers. I need them real bad. Yeah. I got no show without my writers. This is a show that is built on strong writing. Uh, Strong writing is essential to this show. It's essential to any show where the host myself is at best a C plus performer. Really got to have the jokes. No one, look, no one is entitled to a job in show business, but for those people who have a job in show business, they are entitled to fair compensation. Uh, they are entitled uh, to make a living. I think it's a very reasonable demand that is being set out uh, by the Guild, and I support those demands. WGA member and actress Quinta Brunson also took some time at the Met Gala to share her feelings and support for the organization. I'm a member of WGA and support WGA and, you know, them getting what we, us, us, getting what we need. So I hope that no one wants a strike, but I hope that we're able to rectify this, whatever that means. Hmm. I think that uh, that that last uh, lady, the writer, I don't think she's, you know, starving at all. No, no. <laughs> Get, you know, she's 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 fine. Uh, he, he brought up, you know, Seth Meyers, he kind of, you know, to your point, he's a C, he's C plus at best. I, I've never thought he was funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he said that, uh, you know, if you're working in Hollywood, you you deserve to be compensated 
what you're worth. What are these writers worth at this point? The, these all these shows, you know, that that have that basically followed the old Johnny Carson, you know, uh, style and everything. They're so downhill that a show like Gutfeld that isn't even on primetime television. It's on cable news. It, the ratings are so much, so much more. Yeah. So what, what are these writers really worth? The ratings are down. Everybody's going to streaming. You got like, you got shows on YouTube and everything like that, that are getting way more viewers and interaction than these late night shows. Uh, really? What are they worth? Well, I, I, I'll have to, I, I will side for the, for the artist in the sense that, you know, uh, big studios and stuff and, and these types of industry will try to screw, you know, the actor or the writer. You know, mm-hmm. and with the streaming and things, that's what's happening. There's a lot of stuff just going off. People are unplugging, you know, they're watching other sources. There's, there's a lot of competition for content. And, uh, you know, and, but like I said, when you, if, if you, if I'm looking at these specific writers of these TV, these late night shows, well, I get it. You want to get paid more, but guess what? A lot of people are turning your shit off. Um, you know, so maybe, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, like maybe, are you really worth it? I don't know. But, Cause I'm not, like you said, I'm not watching late night TV. I'm not, I'm not, right. I'm, I'm not watching it. I, so, so do I give a shit if there, if Jimmy Fallon's ever on again, I could care less. You know, I, mm-hmm. do I care if, if Jimmy Kimmel's on ever again? No, I don't care. You know, I mean, you know, I like that Jimmy Kimmel bring his family on there. And then that Spanish guy, you know, who's, who's a, who, I mean, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. Lu- yeah. Uh, oh, what, what is his name? Yeah, the little little fat guy. Yeah, little fat uh, Mexican or yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah. is he he's Gabriel, funny. Yeah, he's like I I find that that guy's not funny at all to me. He just looks like some drunk guy that stays all, all night at a party and doesn't leave. Enrico or whatever the fuck. I'm, I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, he all he's all he's doing is taking selfies with um with celebrities and shit. That's all he's doing. Yeah. He's he's really not doing any stand up. He's really not uh not like Conan's uh sidekick Andy who would like uh, who would set Conan up and and all that type of stuff. Like he at least did a did a good job. This guy, he just no. Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. I think that, yeah, the the artists, as to your point, the artists and the comics or the actors and stuff like that are worth, and they they do they do try and screw them over. But also, they've been on this whole thing. Hollywood has been on this whole thing where you have to fit this cookie cutter blueprint now with your politics, with your religious views, to to even be hired by them. Like you look at guys like Shane Gillis who was hired for like one day of SNL yeah. and they, they fucking canned his ass because of some tweet from way back when. And he's got, he's got that show Gillian Keeves on YouTube or whatever. And he's or comedy central and he's just fucking killing it yeah. with content. He's putting out funnier shit than anybody is. So there are funny people out there. They're just, I, don't, I just don't think that they're hiring them and they're hiring these patsies that just check all the boxes. But really when, when you discriminate that much, you're not going to get if you if you go for you know diversity instead of you're not you're not going to get quality. Yeah, well, you just need to look at the Bush uh, the Biden administration to see how well identity politics works. You got the worst vice I, president in history. You got the worst transportation secretary ever in history. Mayorkas yeah. is a complete puppet and muppet, ignoring all whatever you know. So, you know, you don't look. I mean, look at the the, the White House spokesperson. You know, she actually came out and said what a couple of days ago that. The, the the action the people at the border has gone down 90 percent you know yeah like, what what really 90 percent really is that how much yeah i mean so you're right so whether there's a bit there's nepotism and that happens in the comedy industry you know i talked mm-hmm. to a comedy club owner uh recently because i i open a lot at a rooms i'll open for people and you know yep. feature work 
as a feature kind of gets thin because a lot of headliners want to bring their own opener. You know, when I headline, I like to do that because I'm going to travel with somebody, share the ride, share the gas, all that kind of stuff. And that's a bit of nepotism. I have this one kid from Greenville, very funny kid, Chris Wilson, comic. Uh, he has cerebral palsy, and he thinks I just bring him because of his handicapped parking sticker. I'm like, well, you'd be right. But uh, and he's a bit of a dwarf himself, so maybe I should. Yeah, I was just saying you're gonna have him fight some bulls. Yeah, maybe may I'll bring out a little fake bull. Um, so you know, so you, I mean that that kind of stuff exists. And but listen, you know, I don't know what kind of money uh, these companies these are making. These uh, listen, first of all, SNL is horseshit. Okay. Yeah. Um, it has got to be the worst. I, like I tried to watch it a few weeks ago. There's a kid, young kid from Miami, Marcelo, uh, Marcelo, I'm trying to remember his name now. Very funny young kid who made it on there. I was so happy for the guy, but you watch this and you're like, this is the worst shit. Like, I don't know. And, and, and I don't know if you can blame the writers, like you say, or the writers have to like f- formulate stuff and have to follow that, that, that woke agenda that some of these mm-hmm. places want. You know, when uh, Woody Harrelson, remember that that he got a lot of shit because he went on there and did his monologue and basically yeah. talked about the pandemic and, and you know yeah. pharmaceutical yeah. companies and so you know sometimes that I think that's what you get you get people writing stuff like that you'll start getting listenership you'll get viewers because there there's a silent majority in this country there's a, gr- a big group of people that just don't want to say shit because they don't want to be bothered with it I mean look at this tra- oh, yeah. look at this transgender nonsense I can't open the news on, on when I watch when I look at internet news for my stories. Every other story is about transgenders and, how, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh my God, like, is this really what's, is this really what's the most important shit in our country right now? I mean, but then you think about it like, well, of course that's what they want to show. They want to ignore the fact that we're going to go into a recession. The banks are failing. You know, we're, we're about the, the brink of going into world war three. That's what they want you to do. They want you to worry about, you know, transgenders and, and how feel, mm-hmm. feel bad for them because they're, they're just so, you know, they're so, they're so hated nowadays. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I, when something is that obvious, when something is it, that in your face through the media and everything else, politics or whatnot, how could you not joke about it? I do tons of trans jokes. I do tons of gay jokes. I do tons of, you know, like it, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's all, it's all right there. It's all mainstream. Yeah. And there, I can't tell you how many people are like, maybe you should just calm down on it. And I'm just like, why, why? Like, and then, but then like we, we did a show in Lake of the Ozarks this past weekend. And so, I mean, that's like Sodom and Gomorrah of Missouri and everybody was coming up and, you know, I was doing Bud Light jokes. I was doing Joe Biden jokes and, you know, all, all the other guys that I was, that I was touring with, they were doing the same thing and people are coming up to us, buying us beers and this yeah. and that. I had a group of prison guards prison guards come up to me they're like all shaking my hand they're like you have no idea thanks thanks for speaking for us and yeah. i was like i really wasn't but you know it, it's that that middle america and uh i, I the, the the late night shows have totally lost it they're so detached it's not even funny yeah i mean no one holds no one holds a monopoly on adversity i had somebody uh ask me recently like you you didn't grow up uh, you didn't, your parents didn't have to teach you what to do if you get pulled over by a cop. I go, matter of fact, my, my father did, you know, my father mm-hmm. said, oh, you respect cops, but I get your point. Yeah, you know, I, I, I will agree. Obviously I'm not, I'm not worried unless I mouth off that I can get all shot. Those, by all those Spanish Portuguese people yeah. being pulled over. And, and unless, unless Raul, <laughs> Sergeant Raul Maringuez pulls me over, but, but you know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah. I go, I get it. I, I, I feel for that. And I definitely feel for the black community. I used to mentor young black kids when for the boys clubs of America when I was in my twenties, late, mid, late twenties. So I understand the challenges, but at the same time, every human being deals with shit. 
Like I said, yeah, I get it. But you know what? I, why do I have to worry about going to, uh, on, when I'm on the road, why do I have to worry about getting gas in the middle of the night and getting carjacked? Why do I have to worry about being in, you know, going in there and getting a, a soda for the road and, and somebody going there and shooting me because I'm, I'm standing there where they're going to rob the QT store? You know, every, yeah. I, nobody holds a monopoly on adversity. There's shit all over the place. And if you try to, if you try to like highlight one area and say, we need really, this is really need attention. No, it's not that everything needs attention. You know, right. It's, it, it's not a gun problem. It's a fucking people are nuts problem. You know what I mean? It, it's like, yep. you know, it really is, you know? And, uh, listen, I got my gun and, uh, I almost used it today on the road driving home. Some guy wouldn't let me merge in, cut me off. <laughs> I was ready to start, ready to start firing like me pistola, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I had a whole Yeah, time. that's how I am when, a, when an old lady's in a crosswalk. I'm like, shit, I'm fucking loading up the 38. I'm like, here we go. Fucking <laughs> hey. Uh, so we are, we are going to be talking about gun violence here, the next topic. Uh, we got some stand-up here uh, of our guest, Dougie Almeida. I actually played the clip that I was going to play now. I played that earlier in the episode. Uh, so I'm going to play the other clip that, uh, clip that I was supposed to uh, play earlier. Stick around, guys. We have more Underground America coming up next. A Michigan school district bans backpacks over fear of gun violence violence but for now here is dougie almeida the last time somebody in miami thought they recognized me they thought i was ron jeremy okay so that was <laughs> he knows who ron jeremy is man do you know who he is no you're, you're the only one going to heaven in this room i'll tell you that shit right now well, the last table over there Guys, make sure if you have not already to uh, subscribe to us over on YouTube, Rumble, follow us on Facebook. Also, if you like our show, invite your friends to follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, we are also Murder the Media on Rumble and Beyond FM because, after all, we go deep. All right. So, uh, yeah, dude, Michigan School District has banned all backpacks, including those made out of clear plastic for the rest of the school year in response to growing fears about firearms in classrooms. Have you ever performed in Michigan? Yeah. Grand Rapids. I've been there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Detroit, yeah. <laughs> Detroit's yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. I was in Detroit, Detroit. When I was, when I was down uh, at the lake this weekend, uh, this woman came up to me after my set and she was, you know, she was talking, she's like, Oh, you're from St. Louis. And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I'm from Detroit. Like it was like a battle of like the most dangerous city. <laughs> and I was like, I've never been to Detroit, but I have been to Flint, Michigan. She's like, I'm sorry. And I was like, are you really talking shit on another city right now? Yeah. Being from Detroit? Like what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So yeah, people are, uh, uh, it's 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 nuts up there but uh the superintendent noted that backpacks make it easier for students to conceal weapons which can be disassembled and hidden in pockets inside books or under other items uh how stupid is this well you know it's there, there's an issue and it's not a gun issue it's kids are kids have no filter kids don't kids are going to express themselves like adults kids don't have souls nowadays you know they they so, it, you know, so I would be, I, I would be concerned, uh, of it. I don't know if I think once, if somebody's going to bring the people that bring a gun to school, aren't, isn't like, it, it, like, oh, oh, I got my crayons. I got my ruler. I got my protractor. Yeah. Oh, there's my, there's my Glock. Okay. I'm good to go. Like if they're going to do it, they're, you know, they're going to conceal it or they're going to walk right into the damn school with it out. Um, but I, I, I think if a kid brings a lot of kids probably bring guns to school so they can protect themselves from other kids in some of these bad neighborhoods, you know, uh, that, yeah. you know, that happens. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so it's, you know, they, I read that part about, because I know in Florida they did a, they did something where they had backpacks, but there was a clear backpacks. And now in that article it said that they can still, it's still not good enough. And right. now the kid's got to walk around like a fucking juggler, you know, to go to school. Like, oh, yeah. I got to hold on my shit. Um, well, they don't get homework anymore, Dougie. They don't yeah. get fucking homework anymore. I, I got a bunch of friends that are like substitute teachers and teachers, and they're like, yeah, we're not allowed to assign homework or not on the weekends. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is this shit? Yeah. You know, so really how much? How many things are they juggling? Um, I love it how they said it could be hidden in pockets, inside books, or under other items. Okay, you take away the backpack. They're still carrying a book. You, you know, you fucking, you know, watch Shawshank Redemption. They fucking hollow out a fucking book. You don't think that you can, you know, put a gun in there? Like, you know, like fucking, you don't think you can put it in your pocket? Um, it's it's crazy to me that, you know, this this was based on two incidents that had happened. And then they said, okay, we're banning uh, book bags you know, for the rest of the school year. Yeah. Um, you're doing that. Why don't you get armed security? If you're really that concerned about have more of a police presence there, it's always this thing that, oh, we'll be able to fix it without police intervention, without more guns. You're not going to. It's it's stupid. Yeah. You know, Rick Scott, I think a senator in Florida, put out a 70 billion, I don't know what it was, ridiculous, about putting two or three marshals in every school. And, and you know, there, I mean, you know, I, I was for when they when they were bringing up having teachers you know, mm-hmm. it's funny because when you live, know, this is the thing, there's always a critic. You know, you would think that the people that run the schools, you have that, you have that woman wine garden that just got questioned, you know, because she was trying to downplay the fact that she wanted all the schools to be closed forever and let her teachers get paid and all that money. And she was so happy that her gay wife was there. My gay wife's here. I'm so proud she's here. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, good for her. But, you know, but why not? And, it, you know, so I, right. I explained to somebody, I said, yeah, not every teacher in the school is like Miss Crabtree, you know, that, oh, I'm going to shoot a gun. No, there's, I can assure you in every school, there's a dozen or so badasses, former military, somebody oh, yeah. that has a gun, probably, they probably shoot it already. And they would go ahead and, and marshal themselves or be considered deputized to be that person. Yeah. Um, you know, so why not? I mean, it, it's a problem. You know, it's a problem that if you, if, if this shit's happening in schools and there's more violence in schools. You know, if not just guns, just fights and shit, you know. So if you're going to, you know, if you're going to have that, you got to have something. So I don't know. I don't know if like, uh, well, no backpacks concealed. I mean, the, what else are they going to do? Like, what's next? Kids got no, nobody can wear clothes in school anymore. Okay. You got to show up naked. Right. All the kids got to be stripped naked. Like they're drug dealers, like, like they work for drug dealers. Right. Cause they might have drugs on them. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, and, and here's the, so, uh, it, they were talking about, uh, uh, smaller purses, holding personal items, clear bags with gym clothes and lunch box boxes will be allowed within reason. But like lunch box, and they, they, who the fuck brings box. a lunch box? Right, right. <laughs> they, just fucking leave it to Beaver. We're in 1940s. These, these kids aren't. These kids aren't eating lunch. Like, let's face it. Like they're in. They're in this bad of a neighborhood. They're. They're not eating lunch. They're not. They're not being sent lunch from home uh these bags may still be subject to search the district uh says on its website okay you just said that backpacks aren't allowed even if they're clear but a gym bag's allowed i can't fucking hide a fucking 38 uh special in my fucking jock strap like what the fuck yeah you know it's fucking it's fucking crazy man um and, and then if a student does bring a backpack to school they will be sent to the office to call a parent or guardian if they have a fucking gun, they get escorted to the office. Like, I, it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me, man. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, how, how expensive are metal detectors? 
uh, how 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 hard how much harder would it be to for these teachers? Like in almost every case, like the kid from Parkland, uh, in almost every one of these cases, the kid was fucked up, and there were signs. Yeah. You know, there were signs that the people in the education system should know. You know that they should know that kid's a fucking problem. So if he comes into school with his backpack, you should grab him, fucking throw his shit on the counter, and see what's in the bag. Um, random drug testing you know people do that to keep keep you know i know people that just won't smoke a joint because oh, i don't they make they may give me a random drug test so they don't smoke weed ever right. well guess what I have random random searches on the kids like if they have backpacks yeah. you know and, and and why not start with the ones that are fucking problems you know what i mean the ones that you go on their social media and they're like kill whitey or or you know the ku klux klan whatever the fuck they're doing you know what i mean point, point these people out and you know yeah. but that but you like you said earlier sam like teachers won't do that. Teachers will sleep with no. the kids. Teachers will tell them about their gay partner. Teachers will try to indoctrinate them to, on their sexual way of life, but they won't tell them, Hey, I think you're a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Have them change in classrooms, have them change in fucking classrooms, man. Like to say, Hey, you know, your parents won't let you change as a girl. I'll let you change as a girl here at school. We don't have to tell them like that. that that's a real thing. They'll let them shit. They'll let them shit in litter boxes. That's a big thing. Yeah. They're trying to get fucking litter boxes into schools now for these kids that identify as fear, uh, oh, furries God. or whatever. Oh my God. Fucking hey. I'm actually getting word from our control room here at underground America that we have actual video footage of Michigan gun violence. Take a look. Fuck with us, yeah? Shut up, what the fuck are you doing, man? Where did you get that shit? It's my mom. Man, put that shit away, dog. Or you fucking kill somebody. Okay, all right. Fuck, man. Fuck. <laughs> it's getting bad. It's getting bad out there. It's getting fucking bad. He's got spaghetti you. on his shirt. <laughs> his knees are weak. He's got a hole in his nuts. <laughs> Oh man. Now nah, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. Uh, these, these kids, you know, today, if you're, if you're that worried about it, I wouldn't want my kids going to the district. You know, like they're, they're bringing, I don't, I don't have kids. I, I, I teach martial arts to kids, uh, you know, but I, and, and I'll be the first one to say, I mean, you, you kickboxed and everything like that, you know, you, you fought and, and you know, right there that you can't, you can't out, you know, you can't out strike a gun. <laughs> Like, you know, like the only, the only way to handle somebody bringing a gun is, is a good guy with a gun. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So I, I would be pulling them out at this point. If I had kids there in that school district, I'd be like, if, if this is so safe that you are not allowing backpacks, fuck this, I'm out. I'm going to homeschool my kids. Yeah. If, if that's what you think is going to work. I mean, charter schools and like, I know in Florida where I used to live is my, well, it's legally makes my residence still. But I have a place there. But, you know, they, they you know, they, 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 you really, you know, again, with teachers, you know, teachers used to be, teaching used to be such a prized, respected profession. And it seemed to have fallen to the shitbox in the last uh, decade. And, um, you know, because, A, it must be really hard with the kids today. You know, like I taught martial arts to kids. To me, it wasn't the kids, it was the parents. You know, when I was coaching soccer or teaching karate, it wasn't the kids. Kids, you can... You know, yeah, I hear you. You mess with them. You, you try to mold them. That's what you do. You know, but the parents, you know, the parents are the ones like, oh, why did you discipline my son? Because because he's a little prick because he's because he's disruptive. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you yeah, mean? Absolutely. You know, well, that's not fair, you know, and and, and but 
I think, I, I don't know, you're going to see the public school system, you know, it's people are just, people with money are going to make their moves. They're going to send them to charter schools. They're going to homeschool them. They can do all kinds of things. But I think it's really up to the teachers that have to pay attention to these people. If somebody, be, like if I have eight, 30 kids in my classroom, I only need two classrooms before I know which one of the kids are, I would expect that would probably have killed somebody or would kill somebody. You know, you would know, yeah. you can, you know, right yeah. away. So the teacher should mark that person. And every once in a while, that kid should just get a, you know, a screen could be, should be checked, should be asked, Hey, how's things going at home? You know, you know, right. you know talk to a psychiatrist or some shit, but you know, nobody's doing that. You know, it's always, it's always, how many, how many of these, it's always, how many of these teachers are that invested in their kids though? I mean, you know, I mean, you, you're coming, you're coming at it from a standpoint of somebody who cares how many of these teachers actually give a shit. Wow. You know, and especially the younger ones now, the ones that are coming out of college in their early 20s and stuff, they got their fucking heads buried in their phone. Yeah, it, it's 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 crazy. You know, uh, my mother, she's a preschool teacher and, you know, she, she'll talk about like certain, uh, you know, certain teachers that she's worked with in the past have had their faces buried in their phones, you know, not watching the kids. And these are preschoolers that can disappear like that. You know, it's it's fucking nuts. I just I just can't wait for the first like big windy day without backpacks and just everybody's homework and fucking notebooks are being blown everywhere, man. Uh, that's, that's going to be a trip to watch. Yeah. I think, I think I, again, the logic of what they're doing, the same logic would be the kid can't wear clothes. Send your kid no more. The dress code is nudity, right? Yeah. Everybody wear everybody's nude. Nobody can wear a gun. And that's, that's how we'll solve that issue. We're, we're going to clip this up and we're going to say, you know, Dougie Almeida, Dougie Dangerous says, clothes shouldn't be allowed in schools. It's going to make fucking Fox News Why and not? all that shit. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll be oh, on man. The View. Uh, the, the, yeah, be on to The View. view. Sonny Holstein was <laughs> like, look at this despicable man. He says he's a oh, so-called gosh. comic. Sonny <laughs> that, that That menstrual cycle of a show. I don't understand how like all their names could can be like happy names like Joy, Whoopi, Sunny, and they just all be miserable cunts. Sunny Sunny Holston prides herself of being supposedly a a legal. uh, 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 She's a lawyer. She's got a degree, but she was never a good lawyer. Um, I know a lot of people in the legal field and high high areas uh, of uh, that are high ranking lawyers for big firms, and she's got a horrible reputation. Um, she, really? she really never had much case law. She, she's, she's horrible, but she, she, she always, she's, she's, I mean, she's an elitist, right? She's a typical mm-hmm. elitist and, um, but she is not, uh, you know, I, they're, you know, they, they were talking about that show with the writer's strike. They're like, oh my God, they, like that show can get worse. That show can actually get fucking worse. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I would love, I would love, we should get a camera one day and a microphone and interview all the women that walk out of that show and ask them how they feel on certain subject matter. We should be asking them what they think about kids not having backpacks, you know, right. You know what I mean? About midgets, you know, not, not <laughs> you know, these are the, right. You know, Cause you just think, you know, that if you interview some of these people, they're going to be like, Oh, uh, you know, they're just, I don't know, fucking brain dead Muppets. They're all lemmings. I feel like when they walk, the, they walk the, the, the audience into the view, they're just lemmings and they sit them down, they hand, they hand them a fucking little brochure and a little, little gift oh i get i get a gift about the view you know yeah. and uh what you know you got to ask how many of them are getting paid you know are they going to get a gift is that their payoff you yeah. know like okay i'm going to shut the fuck up and i'm going to do what i want i'll get my 50 bucks or however it is to watch this you know monstrosity i get to say that i was on the view and this and that there's no way that every uh, maybe maybe it is i mean if it's filmed out in hollywood 
maybe all the all the women that they're getting all think the fucking same. Oh thing. no, they can get it. They can get a bunch of housewives that you know home and instead of being home to be there. They, it's exciting and stuff. You know, we all know that Whoopi Goldberg is a fart machine. Uh, that's come out recently. That you know she's she's farts all the time on there. And look at that big heap. You know, um, you know, <laughs> God like bless her as a comic. You know, as an actress and all that great shit. But as a person who's yeah. sharing her opinion, it's like Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner on Twitter just constantly every day is a Trump guy. Yeah, this guy is like he is. He, if you look up Trump disorder syndrome, he'll be on. He'll be in the dictionary. Yeah. This guy. And uh, you know, just constantly. Just bad mouthing, and and yeah, you know, I, I keep telling Rob Reiner because he was on the, he was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, and he went to his island a lot. Um, oh really? Oh yeah, he's a known pedophile, and you know he's got oh. protection. Um, I always scare him. I said, you know, there's a few child actors are going to come out and talk about some of the shit you did to them, their meathead. Um, you know, <laughs> but you know it, it's true. Like they, the one who protests the most, right? I, these yeah. are the ones. These are the people that are doing the bad shit. You know, the ones right. that complain all the time, they're the ones, you know, that are doing it. What's well, projection? It's projection. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they talk bad about you and it's, it's, Hey, look over there. Don't look at me. Yeah. Look over yeah. there. Yeah. How many times you date a woman who always accused you of cheating because she was cheating. Right. I mean, I was, exactly. pro I was probably exactly. cheating myself to be honest with you, but I mean, she, <laughs> I mean, cause that, that yeah, that's, yeah. that's just actions they recognize and, and they, 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 and they got to, you know, they got a point, like you said, they deflect it. Hey, look, this person's doing this shit. Don't look at me. You know, yeah, it's always the same. It's uh, it's 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 crazy. All right, so you you got some uh, we get we got this right here. I pulled this off of Facebook. You got some uh shows that you're hosting, uh, at uh Greenville Comedy Zone this month, right? Yeah, Greenville Comedy Zone, right in downtown Greenville, one of the hottest cities that most people know about. Uh, I have to be home for a month or two. Got some things here. I don't want to be on the road. Uh, my home club, they're gonna let me host. Uh, the next three nice. weekends, which is awesome. Great acts, always, always great acts there. So yeah. come on out. I heard you on on one of your uh, on one of your last uh, uh, podcast or whatever. You were talking about you know Greenville, and, and I mean you you uh, I mean you 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 have a you know place in your heart for that place. You know, like that's uh, you've you've gotten that's your that's your hometown club or whatever. Um, but it seems like you you've made a lot of connections there and. It's a, you know, it's, it's the old expression. I'm, I, I, I came here. Yeah, it's a newer scene, a lot of newer comics. Uh, they got one of the greatest weekly open mics I've ever been to. It's an open mic mm -hmm. that they have like 20, 30, 50 people, like audience members that pay 15 bucks to watch the show. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's usually unheard of. Most open mics, it's 10 or 20 comics all watching each other. Um, and it's, you know, downtown Green. We moved here a couple of years ago from South Florida. People are like, why'd you leave South Florida? And this is heaven on earth here. You know, people are nice. They're polite, beautiful. Everything's nice. Changes. I, I Googled it. And, and a couple of images that popped up were very, were beautiful. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, like it, it was, it was great. I was like, oh, wow. Maybe, maybe I ought to, maybe I ought to go down there and try and get on a, try and get on a mic there. Any Thursday, come on down. Any Thursday. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Just a, just a, since we're plugging shows here. Uh, me and the Red Gates of Comedy, we're going to be at uh, downtown St. Louis at the Broadway Boat Bar, May 20th. Doors open 8 p.m. Show is 9 p.m. We got myself, Anthony Rogers, and Sean Brennan. Uh, that's actually how how we got in touch was uh, it was Anthony Rogers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Good uh, guy. To this day, I still don't know what Anthony really does. <laughs> he's, I don't think Anthony knows what he really does. He's got sometimes. millions of followers, and I ask him, what do you do? He's like, I, I do shit. I'm like, wow. he'll, he'll be like, we'll, we'll be somewhere and uh, 
we've gone to like, you know, open mic nights here, here in St. Louis. It's not all, it's not all united as far as like com comics and shit like that. There's, you know, you got the different, you know, groups and cliques and everything. And we'll go places and they're like, you're a broke ass motherfucker. And he's like, he's like, I just sold, I just sold like tens of thousands of dollars in ads. I'm sleeping on a bus, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am making more money than you and your dad. Like, shut the fuck up. You know? So yeah, a lot, a lot of people, they don't, they don't really understand the guy, but, it, but if, you, if you take some time to, to get to know him, he's, he's a good guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we met he's, he's he's, shit and every show he's been on me. I, the numbers go nuts and on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you got thousands and thousands of views. Uh, yeah. That's, that's how, that's how we met. I had him on, uh, you know, this podcast that I was, that I started off doing and, uh, and I had him on and, and he was all like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get you over, you know, however many views. And I was like, I, okay. Yeah. And uh, he was running for office at the time. Yeah. And all of a sudden the view count just went up and I was like, Holy crap, man. You know? So yeah, he's, uh, He's good. He's good. He, he's unique. You can't really replicate him, oh. you know? So it's one of those things. Guys, thank you for watching another episode of Sam Cat and Zero's Underground America. I'm your host, Sam Cat and Zero. Big shout out to our special guest, Dougie Almeida, for joining us tonight. Make sure you check him out at Greenville's Comedy Zone in South Carolina. We do this for you guys. We do this for America. We do this for the fans. This is Underground America signing off. And as always, we go deep. I used to love podcasting, but I got out of it because everybody and their mother has a podcast. Ever since I stopped podcasting, I've moved out. I moved back into my parents' house. I'm in my parents' basement, and I'm doing a podcast. I'm also a struggling comedian. So, you know, a struggling comedian doing a podcast from his parents' basement, it's like unheard of. It's No one's ever done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I feel like I feel like I'm a pioneer. I'm a trailblazer. <laughs>